بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد. So we continue إن شاء الله with باب الأذان. Uh, we covered a little bit of an introduction last time about the Adhan and today inshallah we will go over some of the ahadith in Babul Adhan. An Abdullah ibn Zayd ibn Abdi Rabbih radiallahu anhu anahu qal tafa bi wa ana naimun rajulun faqal taqul Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar fadhakar al-Adhan. بترجيع التكبير بتربيع التكبير بغير ترجيع والإقامة فرادا إلا قد قامت الصلاة قال فلما أصبحت أتيت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال إنها لرؤيا حق الحديث أخرجه أحمد وأبو داود وصححه الترمذي وابن ماجه وزاد أحمد في آخره قصة قصة قول بلال في أذان الفجر الصلاة خير من النوم So we continue inshallah or we begin with the, uh, the first hadith in Bab al-Adhan. We've done the introduction to the Adhan. So now inshallah we're going to go into the, the first hadith. From Abdullah ibn Zayd ibn Abdi Rabbih. Radiyallahu And remember that we said the, the Adhan was given to the Muslims through the dreams of two people. Through the dream of Abdullah ibn Zayd ibn Abdi Rabbi and through the dream of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu And the dream of Umar, it came, uh, it came in agreement with the dream of Abdullah ibn Zayd. So Abdullah ibn Zayd, he said, Tafa bi wa ana na'im. And he tafa bi here, it doesn't mean that he went around me, but it means marrabi. He came by me. A man came by me while I was asleep. Meaning in my dream. And a man came by me in my dream when I was asleep. So he was asleep and in his dream he saw a man come by him. He saw a man come by him. And in some of the narrations it's mentioned that the man was carrying a bell. And Abdullah ibn Zayd said to him, Can you give me this? And he bell so that I can call the people to the prayer. And he said, Shall I not tell you something better than that? He said, Of course. He said, Say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Here we have the summarized uh, narration in which he says, A man passed by me while I was asleep. And he said to me, you should say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Then he mentioned the Adhan. Now there are two words that we need to understand here. At-Tarbi'ah and At-Tarji'ah. And these are two sometimes a little bit difficult concepts that people struggle with in both English and Arabic when it comes to the Adhan. At-Tarbi'ah. At-Tarbi'ah, it comes from the word Arba'ah, to say something four times. So when he says here, meaning he says the takbir four times. Allahu Akbar, 
الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر Now we'll come later to whether he joins them together or not But the, the, the well-known adhan that we hear now is الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر يعني الله أكبر four times في تربيع التكبير الله أكبر four times without ترجيع what is ترجيع ترجيع is probably something most of you will not have heard anyone do in the adhan but I'll give you an example of التارجيع so التارجيع is that when the muadhin for example comes to أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله he does it like this أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله so the first time he does it he does it quietly to himself and then it's like a, an echo it's like what happens is he says it quietly to himself and then he says it very loud in this hadith the hadith of Abdullah ibn Zayd which is the adhan of Bilal there is no so in this adhan the mu'adhin reads everything at full volume at normal volume so he reads Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله this is the adhan of Bilal radiallahu and in this adhan the, 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 in the dream of Abdullah ibn Zayd ibn Abdi Rabbih the takbir is said four times yani in the beginning Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar but there is no tarji' so in some of the adhan you'll hear the takbir is four times with tarji' meaning Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar And the Mu'addin says to himself quietly And then says aloud This will come later And the iqama Everything is said only One time Everything is said only One time Except for Qad so we just go through what the words of the adhan mean so that everybody is clear. Of course, Allahu Akbar, it means that Allah is the greatest. And it is, and he, uh, speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahu Akbar, in kulli shay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater than every single thing. And whatever anyone or however anyone describes Allah, Allah will always be greater than that. As for Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, it's to bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship except Allah. Ashhadu anna Muhammad al Rasulullah, to bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is the messenger of Allah. Hayya ala salah is an invitation to come to the prayer. And that's why we have to respond to the adhan when we hear it. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu stajeebu lillahi wa rasul. Ida da'akum lima yuhiikum. 
for you who believe, answer the call of Allah and His Messenger when they call you to that which will give you life. And know that Allah comes between a person and his heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can cut off a person from all good if they don't answer the call of Allah and his messenger when they call them to that which will give them life. And some of the scholars said that one of the, one of the meanings of this ayah is the adhan. And if you are called to come to the prayer, then you answer the call of Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Hayya ala al-Falah, come to success. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. As we said, Allahu Akbar twice more. La ilaha illallah. In the iqama of Bilal, everything is done once. Now that doesn't mean that Allahu Akbar is done once. But it means that it's cut, yani it's cut in half. Furada here doesn't mean necessarily once. But it means that everything is done yani only individually. In other words, the, the one that is four takbir, four takbirat becomes, becomes two. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, ashadu an la ilaha illallah, ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah, hayya ala salah, hayya ala al-falah. Qad qamat salah Qad qamat salah This is the only one that is repeated twice. As for Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, then uh, it remains at two times for, for both. So this is a little bit difficult because of the takbir. The takbir is not mentioned in the hadith. But the, the well-known iqama that we know from the iqama of Bilal is that the takbir remains twice. So Allahu Akbar remains twice. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah. Hayya ala salah. Hayya ala falah. Qad qamat salah. Qad qamat salah. Qad qamat salah. It means the prayer has been established. Because the purpose of the iqama is not to call the people to the prayer. The purpose of the iqama is to call the people inside of the masjid and you know just coming into the masjid or those making wudu just outside of the masjid that the prayer is about to start. So the difference is for the adhan the mu'addin climbs on the roof of the masjid or and whatever the equivalent is these days and gives the adhan so that everyone in the area can hear and come to the prayer. As for the iqama, the iqama was not done from the roof. The iqama was simply done from the saf, from the roof. Because it's a, it's a call to the people inside of the masjid. It's not a call to a people, to the people in the, in the houses or wherever. There's no harm in it being on the microphone these days, but it's not, I mean, it's not the purpose of the iqama. The purpose of the iqama is not, okay, now you should leave your home and go to the prayer. The purpose of the iqama is to tell the people inside of the masjid and those who are just coming towards the masjid that now the prayer has, uh, now the prayer has started. The prayer has been established. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah. Uh, Abdullah ibn Zayd, he says, فَلَمَّا أَصْبَحْتُ عَتَيْتُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ He said, for when I woke up, I came to the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم and he said, إِنَّهَا لَرُؤْيَا حَقٍ It is a true dream. It's a true dream. So this is a sunnah which is taqreer. It's approval from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم for what Abdullah ibn Zayd said. And this is one of the means of the sunnah, yani one of the types of the sunnah. So it's not that the Prophet ﷺ gave the adhan, and it's not that the Prophet ﷺ said, for example, you should say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, 
But this is that the Prophet ﷺ approved of the dream of Abdullah ibn Zayd. Al-Hadith. I mean, the Hadith has some uh, length to it. It has some other parts to it. From that is that Umar, when uh, Abdullah ibn Zayd told Bilal uh, the Adhan, because the Prophet ﷺ told him that Bilal had a clearer voice, a louder and a clearer voice. So teach it to Bilal. So when he taught Bilal the Adhan, and Bilal gave the Adhan, Umar came and Umar said that he also saw a dream that was similar to this dream. And the hadith is recorded by Ahmad and Abu Dawood and declared authentic by At-Tirmidhi and Ibn Khuzayma. Ahmad added at the end of the story the statement of Bilal in the Fajr Adhan, As-Salatu Khayrun Min Al-Nawm. So this is a difference with regard to the Fajr Adhan. And that is that in the Adhan of Fajr, we say, As-Salatu Khayrun Min Al-Nawm. As-Salatu Khayrun Min Al-Nawm. Prayer is better than sleep. Prayer is better than sleep. When do we say it? For this we have hadith number 179 from Ibn Khuzayma. وَلِبْنِ خُزَيْمَ عَنْ أَنَسٍ أَنَّهُ قَالْ مِنَ السُّنَّةِ إِذَا قَالَ الْمُؤَذِّنْ فِي الْفَجْرِ حَيَّ عَلَى الْفَلَاحِ قَالَ الصَّلَاةُ خَيْرٌ مِنَ النَّوْمِ And from Ibn Khuzayma, from Anas, that he said from the Sunnah, is if the Mu'addin says in the Fajr prayer, حَيَّ عَلَى الْفَلَاحِ And he finishes saying, حَيَّ عَلَى الْفَلَاحِ حَيَّ عَلَى الْفَلَاحِ He says, الصَّلَاةُ خَيْرٌ مِنَ this is in the Adhan, which is the Adhan of Fajr. And in the second Adhan of Fajr. Because sometimes there would be two Adhan, two uh, times the Adhan would be given for Fajr. One time the Adhan would be given before the time for Fajr had begun. To wake the people to get ready or to wake the people for tahajjud, to pray the night prayer for those people who maybe they hadn't got up until then. When there was only a little bit of the night left, the Mu'addin would give the Adhan. They still do that in some places. Even here in the UAE in Ramadan, in some places they give the Adhan like you can say an hour before Fajr or 45 minutes before Fajr. If any of you have been to Mecca or Medina, they do the same. They give the Adhan about uh, 45 minutes or so or an hour before Fajr. In this Adhan, they don't say As-Salatu Khayrun Min Al-Nawm Prayer is better than sleep And that's how you know the difference between the first Fajr Adhan Which is before Fajr And the second Fajr Adhan Which is at the time of Fajr So a lot of times uh, People get confused When they are making Tawaf Or when they are making Sa'i And they hear the Adhan And they think it's the Adhan for Fajr And they all uh, You know, they pray their two Sunnah for Fajr but the Adhan is different. So in the Adhan of Fajr, that is the second Adhan of Fajr. In the Adhan that is at the time of Fajr, after Hayya ala al-Falah is As-Salatu Khayrun min al-Nawm. This statement in the Hadith of Anas min al-Sunnah, from the Sunnah, it's an important statement in Usul al-Fiqh. What does it mean when the companion says min al-Sunnah? When the companion says from the sunnah. When a companion like Anas ibn Malik says from the sunnah is such and such, then this has the ruling of a hadith from the Prophet. 
because when a companion says from the sunnah he's not meaning from the sunnah of any let's say Abu Bakr or Umar and when a companion says from the sunnah any from the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so in general unless there's an evidence otherwise and sometimes you get an evidence otherwise and sometimes you get a proof that min sunnah it's not what is intended but in general when you hear the words min sunnah from the sunnah and it's a companion who is saying it not like an imam of the imams or someone who came much later on but a companion says from the sunnah is this then it's the same as a hadith which is reported from the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the sunnah if the muadhin says at fajr hayya ala al-falah that he should say afterwards as-salatu khayrun min al-nawm the next hadith we're going to come to is the hadith of Abi Mahrura radiyallahu an and Abi Mahrura is the second muadhin of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the first is Bilal and Bilal was taught the adhan by Abdullah ibn Zayd ibn Abdi Rabbi in the narrator of our first hadith he taught Bilal the adhan because the Prophet sallallahu said that Bilal was more suitable to give the adhan than Abdullah ibn Zayd because his voice was louder and it could be very it was very clear it could be heard by everybody so Bilal was the first muadhin and Bilal gave the adhan in Medina the other difference between Bilal and Abu Mahrura radiallahu anhuma is that Bilal stopped giving the adhan when the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam died except for one time and that was upon the uh, if I remember rightly upon the conquest of Jerusalem and Bilal didn't give the adhan after the death of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam except once as for Abu Mahzura, he continued to give the adhan uh, in Mecca and until he passed away. Uh, Abu Mahzura was, as we said, we mentioned his story uh, last time, that he was not a Muslim when the Prophet ﷺ conquered Mecca. Uh, and that when the Prophet ﷺ went out to Hunayn, uh, he, radiallahu he was with a group of the people and they were mimicking the adhan. And the Prophet ﷺ heard him mimic the adhan and heard the beauty of his voice, that he had a very beautiful voice. So he called him and he invited him to Islam and he wiped over his head and his chest. And Abu Mahdura became a Muslim and the Prophet ﷺ taught him the adhan. So now the Prophet ﷺ is the one who taught Abu Mahdura the adhan. And the teaching of Abu Mahdura of the adhan was after Bilal. Why are we mentioning this? Because this is going to come later on in the issue of which one do we prefer? Which adhan do we prefer? Or do we, do we use both of them? Uh, the adhan that we are used to here in the Gulf countries, pretty much all the Gulf countries, when you hear the adhan, is the adhan of Bilal with four takbir, not with two, with four takbir, and with no tarjiyah, without any, any silent words, without any quiet words. The adhan is completely allowed, and the takbir is four times in the beginning. This is what we are used to. And the iqama is takbir twice, qad qamat is salah twice, and everything else is once. This is what we are used to in the, in the Gulf countries. If you go to other countries, you might hear the various different uh, sort of uh, renditions of the Adhan. 
and we're going to hear one from uh, the hadith of Abu Mahdura. Why did some of the scholars prefer the hadith of Abu Mahdura? Because they looked at it in the sense that Abu Mahdura was taught the Adhan in the last year, in the 10th year after the, after the Hijrah, in the, in the year of the conquest of Makkah. So this was one of the last things that the Prophet ﷺ taught him. However, nobody disagrees that the Prophet ﷺ after that went back to Medina and continued to hear the Adhan of Bilal. Also some of the scholars preferred the Adhan of Abu Mahrura because the Prophet ﷺ taught it to him directly. Whereas the Hadith of Bilal, the Adhan of Bilal was taught to him by Abdullah ibn Zayd ibn Abdi Rabbi. However, there's, there's not really a preference in this because the Prophet ﷺ approved of both of them. Uh, and so many of the scholars came to the conclusion that both of them are valid and that there is no preference of one over the other. Uh, in general, um, and at least you hear a lot, uh, the Adhan of Abu uh, Mahdura in, in some particular, you know, in, in certain of, of the madahib, for example, the Hanafi madhab, you're more likely to hear the Adhan of Abu Mahdura. And uh, the Adhan of Abu Mahdura, like we said, they preferred, they preferred it because it was the last of the two that were taught by the Prophet But in one sense, the argument against that is that the Adhan of Bilal happened after happened again in Medina after the Prophet ﷺ returned back from the conquest of Makkah. So in theory the Adhan of Bilal was the last Adhan to be given because the Prophet ﷺ went back to Medina and continued the Adhan of Bilal. And there's no narration that the Adhan of Bilal changed when he came back to Medina after the conquest of Makkah. However, likewise Abu Mahdura did not change his Adhan. And he continued giving that Adhan in Makkah with the companions coming to Makkah and leaving Makkah and coming to Makkah and leaving Makkah without anyone reporting that they had any disagreement over this Adhan or that they told him you should not give this Adhan the Adhan of Bilal is the Adhan that the Prophet died hearing the Adhan of Bilal and he did, so you should go back to this so I think that the conclusion from this alam, is that both of them are valid and that there is no evidence really to consider the, the Adhan of Abu Mahdura to be abrogated it's very difficult to argue because it's, it's difficult to argue that something is abrogated when it is taught by the Prophet at the very end of his life and then to go back to Medina but to go back to the original Adhan that was given by Bilal and then the companions coming to Makkah and not, you know, there is no inkar, there is no rejection of the Adhan from the companions uh, therefore, yani, I think to me we can argue over which one is better which one is more virtuous or which one is closer or something like that but in reality both of the Adhan and both of the, the different styles of Iqama are valid with regard to Abu Mahrura we will see that there is a difference of opinion regarding his Adhan so his Adhan itself splits into into two the Adhan of Abu Mahdura itself is divided into two and we'll hear this in the next hadith وعن أبي محذورة رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم علمه الأذان فذكر فيه الترجيع أخرجه مسلم ولكن ذكر التكبير في أوله مرتين فقط from Abu Mahdura رضي الله عنه the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم taught him the Adhan 
So he taught him to do it with At-Tarji'ah He taught him to do it with At-Tarji'ah So At-Tarji'ah is that the Mu'addin uh, And they mention, many of the scholars, they mention the Tarji'ah here Is the Tarji'ah in the Shahadatayn It's not the Tarji'ah in Allahu Akbar So what he does as some of the scholars they demonstrated is that he gives the takbir Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar and then he says the shahadatain both Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammad rasulullah quietly to himself quietly to himself twice Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna muhammad rasulullah Ashhadu anna muhammad rasulullah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna muhammad rasulullah Ashhadu anna muhammad rasulullah So he says the shahadatain twice quietly to himself and then so it becomes four it becomes any four times in total he says it يعني, twice in total. He says the he says Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah, Ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah. That's four times. Then again, he says it four times out loud. This is a tarjiyah, and this is narrated by Imam Muslim. But here we come to the problem. In this hadith that is narrated by Imam Muslim, he only mentions the takbir twice. Meaning, he would read Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Shahadu an la ilaha illallah He would not read the takbir four times like the adhan of Bilal So if this is the case The scholars now differed over this narration in Sahih Muslim From them are those who said the narration of Al-Khamsa, of the five, which are the four Sunan and Musnad al-Imam Ahmed. This hadith is not in Sahih al-Bukhari. The hadith is in the four Sunan, that is Jami' al-Tirmidhi, and Sunan al-Nisai Abu Dawood and Ibn Majah, and Musnad al-Imam Ahmed. In all of those five, the takbir is mentioned four times. In Sahih Muslim, which is only one book, but it's more authentic than those, the takbir is mentioned twice. So the scholars in this, they have two opinions. The first opinion is that the narration of the five has precedence over the narration in Sahih Muslim and that the narration in Sahih Muslim has a mistake. And that's okay, because we mentioned that the narrations of Sahih Bukhari and Muslim are authentic in general, but there are criticism of certain wordings in certain hadith, and this is one of them, where it was criticized with regard to this wording, that the correct wording should be that the takbir is four times, and that the narration of an Imam Muslim, one of the narrators made a mistake. And that it should be four times, not two. Because in all of the narrations of the five, including the four Sunan and Musnad al-Imam Ahmed, it is narrated with four takbir and tarji'ah. Four takbir and then the quiet shahadatayn. As for the hadith of al-Imam Muslim, the takbir is only mentioned twice. So one group of scholars, they preferred the hadith of the five over the hadith of Al-Imam Muslim And they said that Al-Imam Muslim in this the narration Should be four times Another group of them said There are two ways of doing it The narration of Al-Imam Muslim is Sahih 
and the narration of the five is sahih and Abu Mahdura's adhan has two alternatives for it two alternatives for it in other words there is one option to do the takbir twice and one option to do the takbir four times not in the not in the adhan of Bilal but in the adhan of Abi Mahdura so that would give us three different types of adhan the first type of adhan takbir four times ashhadu an la ilaha illallah twice ashhadu anna muhammad rasulullah twice hayya ala as-salah twice hayya ala al-falah twice allahu akbar allahu akbar twice la ilaha illallah what does that work out as how many how many phrases four for takbir then four for the shahada that makes eight then four for hayya ala as-salah hayya ala al-falah hayya ala al-falah and that makes twelve then allahu akbar allahu akbar that makes fourteen la ilaha illallah that makes the adhan of bilal 15 the adhan of abu mahdura is 19 if we do the takbir four times because it's 15 plus ashhadu an la ilaha illallah ashhadu an la ilaha illallah ashhadu an muhammad rasulullah ashhadu an muhammad rasulullah plus the tarjeeh so it's that makes it 19 if we do the takbir twice then that makes it 17 so that gives us three adhan three options for the adhan one 15 phrases one 19 phrases and one the scholars differ over which is 17 phrases some of them didn't count it at all because they said that it's only in the narration of Imam Muslim and some of them counted it and said it's an alternative for the adhan so if it's an alternative then that makes three options for the adhan 15 phrases or 19 phrases or 17 phrases and you still can hear you can still hear this uh, wording of doing the adhan twice you can still hear this in some countries you can hear it in places like Egypt sometimes they do it so you can still hear that uh, I'll quote you just what Al-Imam Al-Nawwi said about it Al-Imam Al-Nawwi he said هَكَذَا وَقَعَ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ صَحِيْهِ مُسْلِمْ فِي أَكْثَرِ الْأُصُولِ فِي أَوَّلِهِ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ مَرَّتَيْنِ فَقَدْ وَوَقَعَ فِي غَيْرِ مُسْلِمْ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ أَرْضَ مَرَّاتٍ النووي said in the vast majority of the manuscripts of Sahih Muslim it's only written twice whereas outside of Sahih Muslim it's written four times قال القاضي إياد رحمه الله ووقع في بعض الطرق الفارسي في Sahih Muslim أربع مرات he said even in Sahih Muslim in some of the chains of Al-Farisi it comes four times وكذلك اقتلف في حديث عبد الله بن زيد في التثنيات والتربيع he said likewise there is also اختلاف in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Zayd yani even in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Zayd there is اختلاف between two times and four times yani in, the, in the adhan of Bilal والمشهور فيه التربيع however the well known narrations of Abdullah ibn Zayd from Bilal are four times it is though Al-Qadi Iyad is saying to you there are a possibility of four adhan one being 13, one being 15, one being 17, one being 19. The 13 being 
from the hadith from the adhan of Bilal with Allahu Akbar only twice. But it's as though Al Qadi Ayyad is saying, This one of thirteen is weaker than the rest. Because it's very rare that you find in the narrations of the Adhan of Bilal Allahu Akbar twice. Generally in almost all of the narrations of the Adhan of Bilal you find Allahu Akbar four times. However, even in the Adhan of Bilal there is there are some narrations which mention it which mention it twice. And the opinion of doing it four is the opinion of Abu Shafi'i and Abu Hanifa and Ahmed. In Shafi'i and Abu Hanifa and Ahmed, they held the opinion that two is weak. You don't do two. There is only two options for the Adhan. One is 15, one is 19. And an Imam Malik said that you do it twice. And Imam Malik preferred the number the 17, the Adhan which has 17. And he used this hadith as an evidence and said this is how the people of Medina in his time used to give the Adhan with Allahu Akbar only twice. And they are the most knowledgeable of the people about the Sunnah. And he said, but however, the, the majority said, okay, Al-Imam Malik, you're telling us the people of Medina do it twice. But the people of Makkah do it four times and all the people come to Makkah from all over the world and they hear it four times and nobody has any problem with it. So you can see that there is a strong disagreement over this issue of two times or or four times. And that the people of Medina in the time of Imam Malik used to do it two times. But they used to do it according to the Adhan of Abi Mahdura. And this is where it gets confusing. Abu Mahdura gave the Adhan in Makkah. But it seems, Wallahu Alam, that this Adhan became well known in Medina later on during the time of Imam Malik. And so on. And the Hadith, and uh, he finishes by saying, وَذَلِكَ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الصَّحَابَةِ وَغَيْرِهِمْ And this is, uh, this is the, the statement of Al-Qadi Iyad. Uh, the end of the hadith, by the way, وَرَوَاهُ الْخَمْسَةُ فَذَكَرُوهُ مُرَبَّعًا the, the five, meaning the four Sunan plus the Mustad Imam Ahmed, they mention it four times. وعن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه أنه قال أمر بلال أن يشفع الأذان ويوتر الإقامة إلا الإقامة يعني قوله قد قامت الصلاة متفق عليه ولم يذكر مسلم استثناء وللنساء أمر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بلالا from Anas ibn Malik that he said Bilal was commanded to do each part of the Adhan twice to do each part of the Adhan twice Yashfa uh, doesn't necessarily mean twice Sheikh uh, Fawzan in his explanation of this of Bulugh al-Maram he mentioned this that Yashfa uh, 
strictly doesn't necessarily mean twice it means twice or more to do everything twice or more for the adhan but as for the iqama but as for the iqama he would do it only once apart from the iqama what does it mean he would do the iqama only once apart from the iqama and he would do the iqama only once apart from saying qad qamatis salah because the word qad qamatis salah we call it in arabic the iqama this phrase qad qamatis salah we call it the iqama so he's saying he would do everything twice except for the iqama uh, but the scholars add to this the iqama and the takbir uh, the takbir isn't mentioned in this hadith but they, they, they add to this the iqama and the takbir so the iqama of Bilal is how many phrases Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar that's two Shadu an la ilaha illallah Shadu anna muhammad rasulullah that's four Hayya ala salati Hayya ala salah that's six Qad qamat salat Qad qamat salat that's eight Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar that's ten La ilaha illallah So with the iqama twice each And the qad qamat salah twice each And everything else once That makes eleven And uh, the, uh, the famous iqama with regard to Abu Mahdura Is that it is the same as The adhan with the addition of Qad qamat salah Qad qamat salah And without the tarji'ah so it becomes how many? 17. It becomes 17. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, that's four. Then the Shahada, twice, that's eight. Then Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala salah, that makes 12. Qad qamit salah, Qad qamit salah, that makes 14. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. 16 La ilaha illallah So this iqama is 17 And again There's a difference of opinion Among the scholars Over which one of them is preferred But to be honest What it appears to me Looking at the various ahadith That And Allah is knows best That both of them are from the sunnah And that you don't Criticize one over the other And that it doesn't hurt For a person to do sometimes To do the uh, The iqama in a, And the adhan In different ways and it doesn't hurt Yes, I, I would avoid doing it with two takbir I would avoid doing it with According to the narration of an Imam Muslim Because of the disagreement And it's better to Like they say To get out of the disagreement Just leave doing it twice But I agree that any person should do the adhan as 15 And sometimes do the adhan as 19 and I think it's better to leave the 17 just because there is a, there is a lot of disagreement about it. And only Malik, and it was only the, it was the opinion of Imam Malik, and the majority did not uh, follow him in that. So I think that sometimes you do the Adhan 15, sometimes you do the Adhan 19. Sometimes you do the Iqama 11, sometimes you do the Iqama 17. And there is no harm in both of them, inshallah. And some of the scholars preferred one over the other, and I think that's famous. Yani, when you go to different countries, you hear them preferring one over the other. But the reality is that both of them have evidence for them, and both of them appear to be authentic, and there is no real reason to consider one of them to be abrogated over the other, nor is there any real strong reason that you can say to prefer one over the other 
one of them the Prophet said himself one of them he taught he watched it be taught you can't prefer one of those things over the other so it seems to me and Allah knows best that the uh, that the, the two of the the two versions of the adhan and the two versions of the iqama are authentic. As for doing takbir twice, then Allah knows best. I don't know. I, I'm reluctant to do it because it's a matter of disagreement, and we have an alternative. We can stick to what the scholars agree upon, and Allah knows best. Uh, there is another issue here in this hadith, which is the issue of umirabila. Umira Bilal Bilal was commanded Again uh, A principle for you guys to learn In Usul al-Fiqh If You get a companion And it's said about the companion Umira He was commanded Then generally the ruling of this Is that the Prophet Sallallahu Is the one who was Commanding him It's not really expected That it would be said Bilal was commanded And the meaning was Bilal was commanded by Abu Bakr Or Bilal was commanded by Umar and generally if you hear Bilal was commanded to do the Adhan It means the Prophet ﷺ commanded him to do the Adhan Especially with Bilal because of course we know Bilal did not give the Adhan After the death of the Prophet ﷺ. But even any time you hear a companion said about them The companion was commanded Then generally we take from this that the meaning of the companion was commanded Is that the Prophet ﷺ commanded them And in this hadith we have a clear proof And that is the narration of Al-Imam Al-Nasai which is Amar al-Nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bilala The Prophet sallallahu commanded Bilal But in general anytime you have Umirah The companion was commanded The general meaning of this is that the Prophet sallallahu commanded them Unless you have an evidence Yes you might find an evidence You might look through narrations and see Subhanallah it says in another hadith Amara Abu Bakr Bilal Abu Bakr commanded Bilal And you might find this sometimes in a hadith like this you see Umira, then in another narration you see Abu Bakr commanded him or Umar commanded him. But it's very rare. Generally if you see Umira, they were commanded, then the meaning is that Bilal was commanded by the Prophet Sallallahu or the companion was commanded by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We'll stop there inshallah. And then we continue with Babu Al-Adhan. So we'll conclude there and we'll deal with the questions after that. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik shadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk